The most important relationship in a family is the marriage. If the marriage is out of sync and has issues, it's going to affect the children tremendously. When two parents are not getting their needs met from each other, they will triangulate and try to get their needs met from their children. The children become helpless victims and filling someone's emotional and sometimes physical needs that they're not getting in the marriage. They use the children to fill themselves up and the children have no choice but to accept. Emotional incest, covert incest, non-physical incest is extremely damaging to a child's self-esteem, self-worth, self-value, and just sense of self. We start to realize really early on that the way we are valued and needed means that we have to give ourselves up to meet the needs of our caregiver. This person should be in therapy. This person should be working on themselves. This, these people should be working on the marriage, but they're too weak to look inside themselves and see what they really need to do. I mean, a divorced lawyer is probably top of the list, but they're weak and they want their needs met and they're emotional children. So they connect with an actual emotional child and they take this child hostage and they use and discard this child as needed. And the child basically sits around and just waits for crumbs of affection to be wanted, to be needed, to be valued. It doesn't have an inner life. The child has no sense of self. What they're taught is all their worth and value is dependent on something outside of themselves. To fill others up, to abandon their own needs, wants, and desires, to feel loved and appreciated and valued. And then we try to recreate that relationship the rest of our lives. Whatever we needed to be as a child to survive, to keep the giants at bay, to keep them happy, to keep them satisfied, is what we're going to do elsewhere going forward unless we get in there and do the work and start to find our worth and value, to start giving ourselves the things that we have given away endlessly time and time again. And we don't expect much back because the model for us was give up and abandon who we are and what we need for somebody else. And at some point, we might get something back, but it is very little, if at all, because on some level as children, we know we are being used at some point and it doesn't feel right. 
And we have to fill these people up constantly over and over. We lose our free will. We have no boundaries. We could not have said no. We never learned how to set that boundary. We never learn how to say no. We never learn to stand up for ourselves. We never learn to say, this is where my emotional responsibility for you ends. And this is where the emotional responsibility for me begins. Now you go take care of your emotional needs on your own. I am not responsible for you. You didn't bring us into this world so that we could take care of you. You were supposed to bring us into this world so you can love, nurture, care for us, and prepare us to walk out that door to live our own lives. But we are emotional children because when that emotional incest happened, we got stuck at that age emotionally. And we keep replaying the same scenarios out over and over and over again. I am giving so much to this person and I am not getting back. And I do it with a smile because I feel like I don't deserve to get more. We give more than others will ever give back because that's what we were conditioned to do. That is how we were loved and valued. And we become doormats for other humans. We people please to keep people happy. Because if we didn't, we were abandoned. And that lives within our being. We must break these patterns of slowly starting to take care of ourselves. See, the more people I had around me, the more people I had to keep track of because I have no boundaries and I make myself responsible for everyone's emotional well-being around me. So I never take care of myself. The more people I have around to take care of, and I take it on myself, we take it on ourselves. Nobody's asking for us. But we know somewhere inside when we didn't take care of people back then, they left, they abandoned, and they abused. And that shit sits in us today. And we continue to do it. Because if I don't show up a thousand percent for somebody, they will leave. That's my belief system. And I've had to learn how to start showing up for myself and those guilty feelings, those shameful feelings, those abandonment feelings when you start to take care of yourself are so painful because it's that five-year-old, that three-year-old, that seven-year-old emotional child that is sitting in that fear and that pain and that hurt, knowing that if I am going to be me, you will leave. And if it's, that's the case at this point in your life, let them fucking leave. You don't need them. You need you. It is starting to value yourself. See, the scale is out of balance. We are giving 100% to somebody else in hopes that they will give something back to us. See, we're looking for them to fill us up. So it's all going in one direction. I'm going to try to figure out who you need me to be so that you love me because I don't know how to love myself. 
It is a codependent, vicious nightmare of a circle that doesn't end unless you do the work, unless you start to find self-worth and self-value. I couldn't do it with people around. I stripped my world down to basically my two children. That's it. I couldn't manage my own reality because I am programmed and trained to constantly be scanning for everybody in my life's emotional well-being. There's a barometer that I just need to keep at a certain level. And if it doesn't feel at that level, the abandonment and the hurt starts to kick in and the fear. Not having people around to worry about. I learned how to take care of myself. Learn how to find the worth and value within us. When somebody is using you to fill their emotional needs and you're not allowed to say anything about it, you will get into every relationship going forward not having needs, not having wants, and not being able to express them because you're stuck emotionally as a child. One of the hardest things for me to do is to stand up for my worth and value. To speak my needs, wants, and desires. To set boundaries. They were non-existent. They weren't allowed. And when you tried, it was met with heavy resistance. Stop caretaking for the people around you. Start loving who you are. Take a look at your source figure relationship. What was it when you were a child? What did you have to do? Who did you have to be? Are you still being that person? Are you still meeting other needs way before you're meeting your own? I will know what almost anybody in the room needs before I do. It's unconscious. It was a way of staying safe. You never knew what was going to come your way. So you wanted to be prepared. You wanted to be watching what everybody else was doing, how they were feeling. What was their anger level? What was their resentment level? Were they overwhelmed? Were they feeling peaceful? Is this a loving time? Is this a safe time? Is this a fearful time? And you based your inner safety on the people around you. We never learned how to feel safe inside because we didn't live inside. Emotional incest victims don't know who they are or what they feel. They know what everybody else feels. And when we don't meet up to the expectations of the people around us or, or the perception of what they need. You see, I've painted my source figure's face on every relationship I've ever had because it's fear, because I'm dating and I'm in relationships as a seven-year-old who has needs that weren't met and this person is going to meet them. It's never going to work out until we start meeting our own needs 
till we start filling ourselves up. You see, all the energy that we're putting into pleasing others, to keeping others happy and peaceful and emotionally stable, all of that energy is energy taken away from us and our growth and our recovery and our self-worth. See, all we really want is to be loved. I just want somebody to show up and knock on my door and go, you know what? I just love you for being you, the complete fucking mess that you are. I get you. But it feels like that nev person never comes. And there's a loneliness when you feel unlovable that you will look to attach to the slightest bit of love, affection, validation, and attention. The scale is out of balance. We need to start filling our side of that scale up. And the only way we can do that is to stop giving it away. See, we can't until we fill up. How can we really give? I always gave from this place of deficiency. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. Let me overcompensate and love and care for you so that hopefully you will give it back because I don't know how to do it myself. When you start filling yourself up, there becomes an abundance inside of you where you can start to learn how to give it away more freely. See, if I don't know how to give it for myself, I can't give it away. I can't share it. I can't bring somebody into my love because it was always taken and it was never given back. I'm depleted. There's an empty reservoir in me. When you can start filling that empty reservoir in you, up yourself you start to fill up and then you don't know what to do with it because there's so much and you just want to start loving and giving and caring without fear but it's always this balance that we're we're looking at well i'm giving this much and i'm not getting this much and the same amount back chances are if you came from where i came from you will always be giving more than you receive it's learning how to do it without fear. And the fear is to become empty and depleted, to be giving more than somebody else and then looking humiliated if they don't give it back and they leave. But when you have enough, when you've given yourself enough, when you continually love and care for yourself and fill yourself up, you can keep giving that care and love away. Because you're not going to be depleted because you learned how to fill yourself up. Being used as a child to fill somebody else's needs makes love frightening. Because when you love and you give it away, there's a question that happens within your body. Does this person really care and love me? Or are they just using me like everybody else has in the past? But when you get to a place where you feel good about you and you know your worth and value, that feeling of being used starts to diminish because it doesn't matter what you're getting back. The, the love and care and understanding that you're given is given freely. And it's not this exchange of currency where you know, I'm giving overtly over here, but covertly under the table, I need you to be giving me this. 
You're filling yourself underneath that table. You don't need to get it back in the same ways. We just want to love and be loved freely without fear. And you're not going to get that safety through another. You are going to get it through yourself. You become vulnerable. You open yourself up further than you thought you could. And then you have this vulnerability hangover. You have this fear. Am I being used? Am I being taken advantage of? Did I share too much? Did I let too much in? Do they see the parts of me that I'm afraid that they're going to see? Are they going to leave? And then you wall up because you've overexposed and the fears kick in. Just keep practicing because the more you can start opening up and the more you can start being vulnerable and the more you start to realize that it's not about the other person mirroring what you're giving. It's about you giving it safely within yourself and knowing that no matter what reaction you get, you're going to be okay because you have you. You know how to care for yourself. You know how to love yourself. And if somebody hurts you with that, you are strong enough to survive it. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at joeryan.com. Follow me on Instagram at joeryan. And if you want, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be great. All right, take care.